Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Are you ready for the Word of God? I hope that I can finish teaching about the medication that God gave to us, the Word of God. We have learned this sermon two times, this subject two times already, about God's bottle of medication, the prescription, the instruction of God, how to receive the healing from the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And health or medicine to all their flesh. Father, we ask for the Holy Spirit to be our teacher this morning. We ask for the anointing of God, the anointing of teaching and preaching upon my life. That I will speak the word from heaven and your people will receive the light and the revelation from God. And this message, this teaching will change their life forevermore, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God said that his sayings or his words are health and life to all of us. And in this passage of the scripture, God gave us four instructions of his medicine bottle. We already learned two. You know, when a doctor gave you a prescription, you need to read it carefully. The doctor will say, sick, S-I-G, and then say, apply on this part of the body, take how many tablets a day, after meal or before meal, And how many days you should take and you should stop or you should continue. So the prescription will give us a detailed instruction and direction from the doctor. God is our physician. He is our doctor. And there are many ways that God can heal his people. One of the ways is recorded in Proverbs chapter 4. That is to receive the word of God. To receive the word of God doesn't mean just to read the Bible. We have learned two times already. The first time we learned that in order to receive the healing from the word of God, we need to pay undivided attention to his words, to his sayings. We should not listen to the music as a background and listen to the teaching at the same time, having the TV on and read the Bible at the same time. We should give undivided, respectful attention to his word. So that the word of God will be heard by us into our heart. And we can receive and build faith. And the faith in our heart will bring healing to our body, our beings. The second principle we learned two Sundays ago. The Bible says, incline your ear to my saying. Incline means bend down. We bend our ear and bend our head down which means that we humble ourselves, we surrender ourselves to the word of God. 
We lay aside our prejudice, our preconceptions, our argument against the word of God, even though we don't understand, and we still say, "Yes, Lord, we accept what the word of God say. We accept your promise. We are not fighting with you. We are not a naughty kids that try to argue and talk back to God, but we will humble our heart to receive the word from God." Many times Christians don't see supernatural healing and miracle because we argue and we always have preconceptive ideas of what it should be, and we don't want to accept what the Word of God says. Today we will learn two more instructions. The Bible says in verse 21, "Do not let them depart from your eyes. Do not let them depart from your eyes." We all have two eyes. I'm talking about the natural eye first, and we're going to apply to the spiritual eyes. We have two eyes, and from the medical point of view, the two eyes have to move symmetrically, up and down. If you ask the patient to move the eyes to the left, both eyes will move, and you need the good lens to be able to focus and have a clear picture. So God created our natural eyes to be able to focus. And have a single one picture. I see one pasada sitting there, and I can see her clearly because my eyes can focus on her, see her clearly. But if our eyes have problem, we can see double. I have one patient who have brain tumor, and that brain tumor destroy the brain stem, which control the nucleus that move the eyes. And unfortunately, that nucleus was destroyed by the brain tumor. So one eye moved, the other eye didn't move, and she always have double vision. She see people two picture like this, two person. The objects become two, or sometimes you can see think distorted because your eyes are out of balance, or blurry vision, or unclear vision. That is a natural thing. But when God talk about keep the word of God in your eyes, it doesn't mean only in the natural eyes, but our spiritual eyes. I want to let you know one thing. One of my purpose or one of my goals of this church is not to entertain you, not to make you come to receive entertainment from the pulpit, and to make you happy. My job as a pastor is to train you spiritually. Everyone says spiritually. We want you to be spiritual people, not to come to be entertained and have a social club and kind of get together on Sunday and have a good time. No, we are in the school here. We need to train you spiritually. And unfortunately, many Christians around the world go to churches to get entertainment, to find a girlfriend, a job, and to be socializing with one another. But they are not trained spiritually. Therefore, they never learn how to train their spiritual eyes to focus and to see the things of God, the spiritual things from heaven, in a clear way. Everything is so vague, like a misty things, or unformed, or very unclear understanding of the things of God. Many Christians are confused and have blurred. Spiritual vision of the reality of the spiritual thing from heaven. In our church, I want all the members to be clear, to have a focused eye, to 
be able to focus their spiritual eyes to have a clear vision of the spiritual reality of God, so that we will not miss the things of God in this earthly life. Amen. Jesus says something very important in relation to what we read from Proverbs chapter four. Luke chapter eleven verse thirty-four. The lamb of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. When your eye is bad, your body is full of darkness. God say clearly that if our natural eyes cannot see well, we get into trouble naturally or physically. We are not talking about physical thing today, but I'm going to emphasize spiritual thing. When our spiritual eyes are bad, our whole life will be full of bad things because we don't have focus. We see things in an unclear way. I have met so many Christians around the world that have so much confusion in their spiritual understanding, and their life is in a mess because they lack clear vision and understanding of the things of God. That's why I spend so much time producing MP3 teaching, so that we can educate. People around the world, the truth of God, so that their spiritual eyes will have focus and see things from the perspective of God in the right way, and then their whole life, their whole body will be filled with light. God wants us to stay focused. God wants us to have a healthy spiritual eyes, so that the spiritual vision will be clear, single, and not blur, not very confusing anymore. We cannot use one eye look to the left, another eye look to the right. We have to have a clear focus and vision in our life. The Bible says that when we have good spiritual eyes and see the things of God in the right way, our whole life, our whole body will be full of light. Light gives health. Darkness gives sickness. When our life is so full of light, the sickness cannot be there. And we're going to be healed quickly. Light and darkness cannot be together. When you walk into the room full of light, there is no darkness. When you walk into the room so dark, there is no light. So you have to choose whether your life is going to be full of light or your life is going to be full of darkness. I want my whole body to be full of light, so that I can stay healthy and I can stay in the way of God. Let's look at another scripture about light in Malachi chapter four, verse two. The Bible says, "But to you who fear my name, the sun, capital S U N, actually this is talking about Jesus Christ, the sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calf. You will be so full of anointing of God." The Bible talk about Jesus as the Son, capital S U N, of righteousness. And when the sun comes up, the light comes as well. When you have Jesus and His Word in your life, you have your eye focused on Jesus and on His Word. The light comes in. And what happened to you? The Bible said that when the light is filled in your life, when your life is so filled with the light. You're gonna have righteousness. Light produce 
righteousness. But darkness produced sin. Not only that, the light produced health. The Bible says with healing in his wings. When the light of Jesus show up, when the word of God is working in our life, we will have good health and healing. But darkness will produce sickness. Darkness and light cannot be together. Now it's our choice. Whether we want the son of righteousness to be in our life, we want the light of God to be in our life or not. It's our choice. You all make choice. I just teach you, but you make choice yourself. For me, I want the light of God to be in my life so that I can have righteousness and light and life and medicine and healing and good divine health and long life. The Greek word for the word focus and single focus can mean also simplicity and sincerity. What the Word of God tries to say is that when our spiritual eyes are focused on the Word, it means that we read and listen to the Word of God with a simple heart, with the sincerity of heart. Everyone says simple. Why well, I need to talk about this. This message will be so easy in a third world country because people don't think too much. They just receive the word, boom, thing happened in their life, miracle happened, miracle happened because they see, receive the word in a simple way. But in the Western country, people are very clever, have high education. They think that they're smarter than God. People are so philosophical and very profound in their thinking. People are very sophisticated and rationalization is in their mind. So teaching the word of God to the Western and civilized country is quite tough because people are going to come to God and argue with their prejudice and preconception and their smartness. They don't come to the word of God with the simplicity of heart or with the sincerity of heart. They will come and argue with God. I don't believe that. I'm too clever. I know too much. They have prejudice and preconceptions. And not only that, many people come to God with rationalization. What does it mean, rationalization? It means that I'm going to come up with the reason to argue with God what's going on in the word of God there. You say that, no, but my logic doesn't say that way. So that I don't agree. They don't come to God with simplicity of heart. Another enemy of the simplicity of heart is we call sophistication. Sometimes preacher can make the word of God so complicated to the point that the members sit there and, what? I don't understand what you're talking about. So complicated, sophisticated. No, actually the word of God is so simple. We need to take the word of God the way it is written. Whatever it say, take it as meaning what it say. Don't try to twist it. Don't try to make it too complicated. Don't try to use your clever mind to massage and to do something to change the word of God. Just come to God with a simple mind. Have a simplicity of the heart and receive what God say. In the eyes of the world, what God say is like a pure nonsense. God say, receive my word, you'll be healed. And people say, no way, no way. You receive the word of God and you're going to be healed. No way, no way. This is nonsense. This is ridiculous. 
if you think that you are more clever than the Bible, you're going to stay clever, but stay sick. But if you are willing to choose the simple message of the Word of God, you will be healed. Which one do you want to choose? I want to choose simple, but be healed. Amen. Many years ago, when I encountered the file of God and brought the file of God to the church, a lot of people left this church and shook their head and said, this guy is crazy. The pastor brought the file of God to the church. They all think like, I'm crazy. I'm foolish to do this because a member going to leave the church. People going to walk away. You need to do entertainment. You cannot do this. The file of God moving. But I stick with the word, the simplicity, the file of God, the file of God. And we can keep people in good health better than without the file of God. We can keep the marriage better than without the file of God. I rather keep the marriage, rather keep people in good health than try to be too sophisticated. I don't want my member to go to see psychiatrists and to see doctor. I want them to be healed and simple before the Lord. Amen? This is the problem. We are living in the world. We are trained by the world system. And many times the world system say what we believe is foolish in their eyes. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 25. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. The apostle Paul talked about the cross. In his time, dying on the cross is the foolish thing. It's the weakest thing to do. To go to the cross and die on the cross, this is stupid. This is foolish. You die on the cross. In the eyes of the world, to go to the cross is a foolish thing and weak thing. But God said, my foolish thing is more wiser than the wisdom of the world. And my weak things is stronger than the strength of the world. And today, because Jesus died on the cross, millions of people are saved, set free, and delivered. If you don't believe it, I'm sorry. I have my first-hand experience that what Jesus did for me on the cross really changed my life. I have I become a new man. God really blessed me and take care of me. What he did on the cross really changed my life. It's the strength and it's the wisdom of God. Amen? Amen? How many people want the wisdom of God? How many people say, I'd rather choose the strength of God, not the strength of the world? I'd rather choose the strength of God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age or in the eyes of the world, let him become a fool that he may become wiser. In order to receive the word of God into our eyes, the focused eyes, we need to be humble. The way of the world will say to us, hey, you don't need God. You can save yourself. You can help yourself. But if you say, I want the way of God, I need to be humble. We need to lay aside the wisdom of the world and receive the wisdom of God, which is foolish in the eyes of the world. I'm going to make a conclusion here. You all encounter 
alternatives or choices. One choice is to go on being wise in the eyes of the world, but stay sick, taking bunch of medication. Or another choice, you say, "I'm going to lay aside the wisdom of the world. I'm going to look foolish in the eyes of man, but I will be healed." Which choice you make? I make a choice to be foolish in the eyes of man, but receive miracle and healing from the Lord. I want my eyes to see the things that God wants to tell me. Clear vision, clear understanding, with the simplicity of my heart. And I don't want to be foolish in the eyes of God. I want to be wise in His kingdom, and receive all the things that He has promised me. The Word of God say many things that against the things of the world. Are we going to accept what He say, or are we going to say no? I reject. Because I don't want to look foolish in the eyes of my friends, I can accept the word of God. Everyone say, "Focus eyes, focus vision, simplicity." Amen. The last one, in verse twenty-one, keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Let me tell you the principle of teaching and learning. In order to teach your kids, or in order to learn something, you need three things in the process. Number one, hearing. Number two, seeing. Number three, doing. When I was in the residency at University of Washington to be trained as a neurosurgeon, I need to hear what my boss say, and I need to see what my boss did, and then. He let me grab the knife, grab the suction, and did it with his supervision. I need to hear, I need to see, and I need to do it. The same thing when you teach your children, you cannot just say it. You need to show them. You cannot just say give tithe to church, but you never give tithe. You, they need to see you give tithe to church. When I say serve God, my kids need to see me serve God. I cannot just say it without doing it. This is the way God deal with us, the same way as His children. He's gonna let His word come through us through the eye gate and the ear gate, and the word go into our heart. Once the heart, which is the vital, important, central area of our human personality, receive and say yes and amen. Heart, faith is in the heart. Come to the ear, come to the eye. We see, we hear, and come to the heart. Once the heart accept or is persuaded by the word of God, then what happen? We take action. Like now, if you tell me I'm going to give you three million dollars to stop lay hand on people and moving in the fire, I say sorry. My heart is so convicted now that the fire of God is important to the church. You cannot stop me anymore. I'm going to take action. I'm going to do it. Is that right? I'm so convicted. I'm so persuaded in my heart that I need to produce MP3 to send to all these churches in our mission field to teach them and train them. You can give me one million dollars. Say stop doing it. I will not stop because my heart is sold out. The word of God reached to my heart, and I take action. Amen. 
take action on it because I'm so convicted. The same thing with the medication that the, med- that the doctor gives to you. The medication you take into your mouth have to be digested in the stomach and intestine and then absorb into the bloodstream and go all over the body. God wants the word of God to come in and get into our heart and start to pump, 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 pump the blood to spread to all over our body until we take action on the word of God. Do something about it. If we don't keep the word of God in our heart, we will never see miracles. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Make it plain. Whatever in your heart is going to dictate or determine the experience of your life. Whatever in your heart is going to dictate and determine the course of your life. If you have a, a lot of bad stuff in your heart, your experience is going to be bad. The course of your life is going to be bad. But if you keep the good things, the word of God in your heart, the course of your life is going to be good. Because you keep in your heart, out of your heart, spring the issue of life. In other words, whatever in your heart is going to dictate how your life is going to be. So, that's why we need to keep the word of God in our heart. Not on the peripheral, but in the midst of our, our heart. That will dictate our personality, dictate our future, our health, our success. Everything from the heart going to spring out into the manifestation of what is in the heart. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. When I read this scripture, I thought as a doctor, as the word blood brain barrier. Have you ever heard the word blood brain barrier? What does it mean? Many medications you give either intravenously or orally cannot get into the brain because our brain cell has something that block the chemical to get in to protect our brain. God created our brain that way to block the toxic thing into the brain because the brain is important. Blood brain barrier. Many medications, many chemicals cannot get into our brain. That's why sometimes you have to put the tube into the brain and inject directly into the brain, uh, like chemotherapy. When the patient has tumor in the brain, we have to put the tube injection into the brain so that it can get into the brain. But this scripture says, Hebrew 4.12, The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and of the intents of the heart. When, as a surgeon, when I pull out the scalpel, the surgical knife, I can cut certain tissues. I can cut the skin, but I cannot cut the bone. I may be able to cut some part, but I cannot penetrate to some part. The machine has limitation. The knife has limitation. But the Bible says that the word of God can penetrate into every, every, every aspect of your life. Bone marrow, joint, soul, spirit, personality, anything of your life. The blood-brain barrier cannot stop the word of God. It will get into your brain too. Get into any cell of your body. 
any sickness in your body, mental sickness, spiritual sickness, personality sickness, joy sickness, back sickness, anything, any part of your body, the word of God can penetrate in and heal your body, your soul, your mind, your spirit. Any part of your life can be healed by the word of God. But you have to keep it in that reservoir, the heart. And let the heart pump the word into all over the body. The heart keep pumping the blood which contain the medication or the medicine of God, the word of God, pump it through all over the body on a daily and constant basis. Everyone do like this. Pumping. Pump, pump. 80 times per minute. Poop, 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 poop. So your spiritual heart is pumping the word of God out of your whole body all the time. You're going to be healed. You're going to be strong. You're going to be blessed because out of the heart will bring the issue of life. Amen. Amen. In conclusion, if you want to follow the instruction of God's medicine bottle, number one, give undivided attention to the word of God. Take heed of what you hear. Take heed of how you hear. The Bible says, faith come by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Don't just listen, hear, which means get into your heart. Get in, hear and get into your heart and build faith. Two, you need to come to God with inclining of your ear. Humble yourself, surrender to the word of God. Incline your head, bend your head down and say, yes, Lord, I lay aside my prejudice and preconceptions and my idea that I learned from the TV and newspaper and my school, your word is always right and you're going to surrender to the word of God. Number three, we need to have a focused eyes, simplicity of the eyes. Learn, develop your spiritual eyes to see things from God's perspective. When you read the Bible, don't read it as a head knowledge, but you read with your spiritual eyes simple eyes to accept what God say, even though it may look foolish in the eyes of the world, but you say yes and amen. I don't care what my friends say. I accept it the way it say. I accept, I receive the word, I take it as meaning what it say. I'm not going to argue with it. And I am healed. I will be victorious. Number four, keep the word of God in our heart. The heart that is a central part of your life that will pump the word, penetrate, piercing into every part of your life. Keep it inside. Keep good things inside. Don't keep bad things inside. Keep the word. The word is the best. Amen? Don't keep all the junk and all the bad stuff. Keep only the good things. The heart is important. Keep it in there and let it flow out throughout your body. And let the word of God heal you, keep you strong on a daily basis. My dear brother and sister, I believe that we need to teach this more because we are in the end time. The Bible says that in the end time, troubles will come. And the enemy is going to work harder. Many years ago, I was teasing one of the x-ray technicians at Evergreen Hospital. When he walked into the operating room, he always say like this. He walked this way. And you say, X-ray! And we're all hiding behind a chill. 
We don't want the radiation to come, come to our gonads. There is a slang in Harborview Hospital say, rats on the nets. It's a slang. Rat means radiation on the nets. Net is your productive system. Gonads. So you hide yourself behind and you say, done! X-ray! This is how he say. And one day, he's only 30-something years old. And one day he disappeared. And I thought that he left the hospital to go work somewhere else. And I find out that he died of colon cancer within only a few months. The devil attacked people right and left with sickness and disease. And I believe the end time is going to get stronger. More young people get cancer. I, lately I see a lot of young people with brain cancer. As a church, we need to fight with a good fight of faith. We need to get ready to fight now. Don't wait until you get sick. Don't wait until something happens to you. Get ready to fight the warfare anytime. Get the word of God in. Thank God for the MP3 technology that we have, the MP3 table. Could you please take advantage of the MP3 teaching in the church? Listen, listen, get into your iPod, into your iPad, into your computer, and listen all the time. Pay attention to the word of God. Keep in your heart. And one day when you have to fight, you're going to win. Amen? We are in the warfare. The devil will try to destroy people with sickness and diseases. And we need to fight for ourselves, for our kids, for our spouse, and for our members. I pray to God that God will give us more and more faith and more anointing to see more healing. I want to see this church to be the healing place. That any sickness come in is going to be healed by the power of God. I want to let you know right now, I hate sickness. I hate it. Because sickness tears people down. Steal finances from people. People, when they get sick, they cannot go to work. They lose their job. They lose their family. Get divorced. Lose their homes. One patient of mine walk in. He has three back surgery. Young man, maybe about 40 years old. He walk in and cry to me and say, my wife just divorced me. And I lost my home because I have not been able to work for four years due to my back injury. I could not help him. I just say, I think you need to go to church. Start all over. But he didn't listen to me. He just walked out and didn't care about Jesus. His choice. He need God. Amen? Amen. I've seen all kinds of problems with people's sickness. Let's get ready. Let's become the people who practice this teaching on a daily basis. Amen? Amen? Protect yourself. Receive the life of God into your life, the light of God into your life by the word of God so that you will not get sick and you can be healed quickly. Amen? Amen. How many people say, I'm going to do what the Bible says? The four instructions of God's medicine bottle. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us how to receive your word, how to allow the medicine of God work in our life, Father. Lord, if we forget, remind us by the Holy Spirit, Lord, and help us to listen to this teaching again and again to be able to practice what you say. Lord, we don't want to be ignorant. We don't want to be taken advantage by the enemy. 
We want everyone in this house to be healthy and strong, live a long life, have many days of life, Father. We are against sickness and disease because they are not in heaven. And we want to establish heaven on earth here. Therefore, Father, we're going to keep learning. We're going to keep practicing. We allow your word to come into our heart. And we're going to do it, Lord. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We have lunch today, but before we eat lunch, let me ask one question quickly. If you are not sure 100% that you are saved and you are a child of God, you may have gone to church, you may be even grow up in the church, but all these years you never have relationship with Jesus. Jesus said in the Bible, not everyone who call me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Which means that not everyone who sit in the church and even sing worship song is going to go to heaven. But those who know the will of the Father, those who have relationship with God, I just want to give you opportunities to recommit your life to Jesus or to make sure that you are born again. If you want to do that, you have to speak it out from your mouth. You need to believe in your heart and speak it out from your mouth. God, Jesus, I accept your forgiveness and I want to have relationship with you. Verbally say it. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. You cannot be a quiet Christian. Just believe in your heart without saying it. You need to say it. If you want to do that, I want to lead you to talk to God right now. If you are that person, can you please stand up and I will pray with you. If you are not a shame of God, he will not be a shame of you. Just stand up. Maybe your friend can stand with you. If you accept Jesus in public, he will accept you at the door of heaven. If you denounce him, you de- denied him in public, you don't want to tell anybody that you are a Christian, he will not accept you at the front door of heaven either because you are a shame of God. Don't be ashamed of God. Accept him in front of the public. Amen? Stand up and pray with me. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes and follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I stood up to show you that I am not ashamed of you. Lord, I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. From today on, I will walk with your son, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I put my faith in you. I don't walk by the law anymore. I walk by faith. And because I believe in you, Lord Jesus... I become righteous and I am saved. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. I want to walk with you. I will read the Bible. I will go to church. I will learn more about you and serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
for dying for me on the cross, paying for my sins, and giving me life, giving it more abundantly, Lord. I accept your forgiveness, Lord, by faith, right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Congratulations. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. to 